Welcome to episode 242 of Checkpoint Chat. My name is Alessandro Barbosa. I'm joined by Matthew Figuera. We're wearing the same shirt color. I just realized. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Although I am in a t-shirt. Hilarious. And you are... I, I'll, although your apartment's quite warm, so... It, it is now. When I wake up, it is cold. I put, put the heating on. Oh, really? Well, not cold. Uh-huh. I mean, it was 18 degrees is a bit chilly, so... It is, it is fun that, that between... Easy. Last episode in this one, I actually did a whole trip to London, visited you, and then came back home. Now, now you understand how the blinds work. <laughs> I do, I do. It's fascinating. I'll they they work know. exactly how I thought. I they gave could. Alessandro a whole science lesson because he had no idea. <laughs> he had never seen blinds in his life. <laughs> it happened. It happened within like the first what, like five minutes of me being in your apartment. You're like, look at these fucking welcome. blinds. Look at the blinds. Just come understand them. <laughs> Ah, uh, it was good. Lenska it was very good. Matthew and Lenska was, <laughs> was such good um, hosts to me. They fed me. They gave me a bed. Um, Made you do dishes you to pay for? For, for your boarding? No, I, I, washed, I watched you do dishes. Yeah, I got, I got that play. part wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah I'll make, fucked up there. I'll make him do dishes and then I end up doing the dishes. Like, well, at least he can watch me. Do the dishes. <laughs> I, I did feel bad because your basin is kind of at the point where oh your roof God. like slopes. When I'm, so I'm 18, watching Matthew do dishes, like yeah. When when crooked. I'm eighteen, I've got back issues. Remember this time in our lives when I had to slouch <laughs> to do dishes. <laughs> yep, literally, literally. I'll, I'll uh, but it was, good, it was a good trip. I've hit. I've hit my head's my head twice, three times maybe, I, and I've learned never again. I walk around this place um, so carefully. I, I'm not even. That's surprising, given your, your stature and uh, oh, the, the fir- low ceilings there. The first few times were sore, don't get me wrong. Nothing oh. worse than like bending down, standing up at full speed and then like connecting Ooh. with the corner of the slope. Man. You get your neighbor downstairs even being like, are you okay? Concussion has never been more painful. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh, I also, also got to hear your neighbor uh, oh, playing the flute. The sweet sound of that flute. It's it was great. great, yeah. <laughs> It was really good. I listen. Uh, I enjoyed it. Everyone I don't know has why you and Nesco so mean. Same reaction. Everyone arrives like, oh, what's that? Oh, is it somebody playing flute? To be like, yes, they 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 training under so and so. They're practicing. You guys are like, yeah. oh, that's that's nice. And we're like, yeah, it, we we thought the same. The first few weeks was lovely, and then we got over it. <laughs> to be fair, you said the same about your stairs, and I was like, these stairs aren't bad. And by the end of it, I was like, fuck these stairs. I hate these mm. stairs. I mean, but that was because we were walking like 25k plus steps a day. So mm. I was literally dying. I felt like an old man. We were in a, <laughs> was it the National Gallery? Yeah. Um, and every bench I could, I just sat down because I was just like, I'm dying. And then Martin Lenz, oh, look at the nice Yeah, paintings. we, we oh. do have to remember though, like we've, we've completely climatized to the amount of walking. And I mean, look, to be yeah. fair, <clears throat> we walked way more. Than any average person would walk on a weekend, but we we do that regularly, so we are one hundred percent climatized to that. But we have to remember that between just the day to day walking and walking that much on weekends, not every average person does that. Let alone people who come from SA who drive around to places. Yeah. So when we're like walking around, like oh, this is lovely. Looking at you, literally die. It's like oh yeah. Can <laughs> can I get you some water? <laughs> I was, it, it was funny though, because it prepared me for when I was in Manchester. And then when I walked up there with my colleague, he was suffering and I wasn't. You were fine, yeah. So yeah, mm. I was, I was totally, so it takes like a day or two to, it reminds me like whenever I've been 
on a holiday with lots of walking. It is those first few days you just get wrecked. Um, but that day, especially because we did that run in the morning, I, man, I was, I was so shattered by the end of the day. Saturday is the day you, oh wait, oh, we went to the museum on Sunday. You're right. Yeah. 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 We went Sunday because of the line on Saturday. Somehow it blows my mind. We did more steps on Saturday. Yeah, that Despite blows my mind. Doing because doing a 10K I, run on Sunday morning. I have no idea. And on, and on Sunday, we like walked pretty much to your, your offices and then into London. Like it felt like we walked forever. Um, and I don't know how. we somehow did more steps on Saturday. No idea. But we ate five guys on Saturday and that was great. Yeah, five guys was worth it. I, I ate it again in Manchester. It was great. Nice. <laughs> too, too, too many chips, my God. Yeah. Chips, so many. Chip portion is uh, aggressive. <laughs> the face of my colleague when, because he did the same. We ordered the smallest you can have there and you get that little cup with the chips and then you look in your plastic bag or your paper bag and there's literally maybe twice as many oh, as you ordered in the bag. They're just chucked in there. And he was like, Absolutely love it. what has happened here? Was this a mistake? I'm like, no, <laughs> this is how they do it. it was, uh, I, I really don't like the fact that I had to pay 18 pounds for five guys. It's a, a lot of fucking money what for a meal. What did you have? Because yeah. when you ordered that Saturday. Uh, yeah. So I, this time I got a burger, chips and a drink. So uh, it was yeah, like that makes four sense. pounds for the drink, yeah. four pounds for the chips. No, because that makes sense. Because like I was so, like, yeah. Because when we, when we, I suppose it was me, yeah, it was me and Lenska. We both got burgers. We shared chips, and uh, you know, the 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 drink sharing chips is the play. That's the play. <laughs> is sharing a cup frowned upon though. Like technically, no, absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Lenska if they, would, yes, if they wanted to no. stop you, they would. No, yeah, it's because not. the lady, you, when she served us, she looks at us, she's like, and drinks? I was like, just one, please. And she looks, she's like, okay. But I could see, I don't know. She knew. Maybe she was like, she knew. but there's two of you. <laughs> I was just going to play so, Yes, we, we share germs all the time. Yes. Uh, but so that's what I'm saying though. It's like, we have no issue sharing a cup, but uh, is it, is it yeah, frowned I, upon? I, should we both I get, don't think so. should we both get bottomless drinks? So. Cause then what's to stop a family of 10 going and ordering one cup and then just, oh, <laughs> then don't make it bottomless. Then don't make it bottomless. Like, you know, just, come to South Africa where it that, isn't bottomless. These yeah. are things that keep me up at night. Like what if a family of 10 go and they have one cup? Well, will they be kicked out? I don't know. Is there some terms and I conditions? I think if you stay there for like two hours, just drink Coke, you probably would. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Five the, guys was good The one though. in Manchester didn't have the peanuts though, which was very oh, disappointing. Did you even have five yeah. guys if you didn't have... Those stuff, peanuts are good. Stuff your face with... You I think Lenska and I <laughs> ate way too many peanuts before our food actually came. I was like, came. I'm going to smash a burger. I don't eat peanuts. You and Lenska, yes, peanuts. You you did the right thing though. In in, in London, I didn't do the, uh, the all the way with the toppings. Oh. And I did that later. That is the play. That is it's so good. Oh my God. It's good. Yeah. Five guys, man. I, I'm really sad I didn't try a milkshake. Every time I went, I was like, oh, I should try a milkshake. It, and they, then I was like, Their Fuck. milkshakes look good as well. Next they do time. look good. Next you can put time. bacon in a milkshake. It's great. What a time to do be alive. Do they put bacon in a milkshake? You can. It, they do the same thing in the milkshakes as the burgers. You can just add why? toppings. So the why? base is vanilla and then you can add and bacon, bacon is one. What do you mean why? Do you know it's not even the most calorie dense thing on there? The most, the most is peanut, peanut butter. Sorry, peanut butter, which makes sense, I guess. Peanut butter is quite. But a peanut butter milkshake sounds very good. Peanut butter, peanut butter and bacon, bacon milkshake. Oh talking. hell yeah! <laughs> Get that salty and salty. Hell yeah! Yum. Well, let me just Delicious. title this the segment: London Fitness and Bacon Milkshakes. Who, who knew you could make milkshakes not vegetarian? 
Who knew? America. They knew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> said, how can, nah, we, was, how can we fuck with vegetarian slash vegan people? Let's put bacon in our milkshakes. You know, yeah, like, fuck. Why fuck, not? Fuck him. <laughs> it's great. Oh, it was good. Yeah, I enjoyed my time there. It wasn't as... Um, well, it wasn't as cold as I thought, so that was good. Lovely to host you, and it is now cold, so you timed it very well. My sister did the I same did, thing. Yeah. She arrived, literal heat wave. Like, not a word <laughs> of a lie. Day, the day she arrived, heat wave. We were like, why did you do this? <laughs> you, you I can actually imagine your, your place, because your place is nice and toasty. Like, I, I felt very, very warm, like almost hot. But then again, I was sleeping right next to the little heater thingy. Mm. Um. But like in summer, I can only imagine how like toasty it gets up there. So we we actually found for the the remainder of summer that we had, but the when we had the heat wave, it was disgustingly hot. Oof. Open windows and it's just you feel you're just walking around in it's just That's just more hot like. air, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. So this time next That's year well, a- summer next year, we're definitely getting a, a fan or something because that'll help. Um, need to move that air around yeah, yeah exactly that's currently how it feels here is just like you open a window and it's just like hot sticky air comes in and you're just like eh. can't wait yeah. <laughs> and i need aircon i desperately need an aircon yeah she's like although with all it. the load shedding what use is a fucking <laughs> aircon to be honest you know you can get can an like air. air conditioner room, then it gets back up to temp, then air conditioner room again. Like what a fucking just go outside. You can touch grass and touch air. I mean, don't be ridiculous. The schedules are so stupid. Why is it every two? Hour? It's insane. They're like, ah, oh, to try and get away from the four-hour blocks, we've instead broken them up into two-hour blocks. And it's like, okay, but now it's like literally like off at ten, on at twelve, off at two, on at four. It's like. This why, is insanity. Why is it on this stage? This is crazy. Why is it on stage six? So uh, I'm completely disconnected. I just haven't really been uh, in touch. Like they, I know, they say because of the heat, I guess like you need additional cooling. Yeah, More people are using like fans. I was going to say, like I know that. load shedding is never gone away, but it feels that some, I think towards the end of winter, it sort of, it never disappeared, but it, it tapered like stage one. Oh, stage completely. Two. Yeah. I mean, for, for the, the prior month before I visited you, even two months, it was like perpetually staged like two. Um, and even for a week or two, there was none. Like what? absolutely none. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was like it. the first time the entire year. Um, no, yeah, it, it, it was completely manageable. We had got into this phase of like, oh, we will maybe not have power like two hours today or something yeah. like that. Which um, is still... But now this is extreme. Completely incorrect. You should never have to deal with that. Oh, I... Hundred percent. It's just sad th- this that is, stage this is two the, is like the norm. Th- it's like, oh, this is the savage uh, Stockholm syndrome we've been indoctrinated into, where it's like, if it's stage two, it's actually normal and fine. Yeah, and I hate it. But now that we're in stage six, it's just like, what, yeah, eight, I know. St- jump, jumping back to stage six, it's like pissed people like rightfully. It, so. it, oh, oh yeah, people are are riled up mm. again, like all of a sudden. Um, yeah, it's great. It's a good time. It's uh, yeah, love it's, it. Love to see. You know what else I love? Touching grass. You know what else I love to see? (laughs) Touching. Well, I love touching grass. I love to see video games while touching grass. Oh wow! This is why you love the switch. Touch (laughs) grass. Switch in hand. One hand. Amazing. One handing. As Shakespeare chat talk about video games and over the past two weeks we've actually played quite a bit. Can you believe it? I think just just some housekeeping before we can. So we're going to talk about games today. Mm. Um, but we're doing back to back episodes and. We are going to skip the news. Sorry. 
Um, and yeah. there are no questions for today and yeah. next week's episode for you. Um, because we're trying to squeeze in a lot of recordings before we both go away for the Dece- well before we just close shop for the December break. So yeah, this week yeah. you're getting a games focused episode and it's jam packed. We've got Alan Wake two, Modern Warfare three. We've played a bunch of Zelda. I've rolled credits on Mario Wonder, so we we're ticking <laughs> a lot of those boxes. We've got lots of games. Next week we will do our game award predictions, which will. That episode will yeah. come out on the 5th of December. So just the awards week. on the 9th. Se- 7th, I think. 7th or 8th. 7th, okay. So that'll let me, time let up. Let me quickly check while you continue. That'll time up nicely. And then the following week, our last yes. episode for the year will be our Game of the Year discussion. Just uh, we typically do our top five and then some, um, you know, honorary mentions or whatever. So if so. you want to send emails for that, like oh, send emails like yeah. your top five or your whatever, yeah, or just anything to do with Game of the Year, I'd love to like read those out and this just get what I posted a, a on cool Twitter consensus. yesterday. I've already got some lists. Oh really? So, you're you're ahead of the game. <laughs> uh, game Awards is the seventh of December, okay, so but yeah, it will be all... the eighth. Uh, morning of the eighth here in South Africa, obviously, because it's at like fucking yeah. three a.m. So we'll. Do our predictions episode, but now that that's all out the way, we are going to just I talk love those predictions because I always lose. <laughs> uh, I think always lose. last year you lost. I can't last year was year close. No, last year was close, but I still lost. No, always can't. go. Always go. I try keep it rational, and Matty goes with his heart, and turns out heart wins. I listen to the hearts of the cards, and this is why I win. You out here playing, not Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to do 4D chess here. And, 4D uh, chess. Just well, doesn't work out. What would you like to start with today? What, what, shall hmm. we, what shall we kick off with? Let's, mm, mm, let's do Modern Warfare 3 quickly because that's the game both of us have I've played. Actually, I've, I'm like one, one away from finishing it as well. Um, yeah, you are pretty close to the end, I would say. Oh, that's yeah. the footage. Um, so let's do that one, and then we can move on to, like, you know, the other ones. Actual stuff. Yo, we can talk. The, the footage stuff. I got is not what I thought it was, so... <laughs> How dare you? How I dare hate you? to see it. Um, Modern Warfare 3. This is obviously the third one in the rebooted modern warfare timeline and if you're going wait a minute they brought out a second one of those just last year you're you're correct um this game for all intents and purposes was actually meant to be like a sort of expansion to the multiplayer call of duty was meant to take like a year off and then early in the year activision was like no it's going to be a full priced sequel uh this one's being developed by sledgehammer not infinity ward who have done the previous two modern warfares and it will continue the story a year on so the campaign was made over like the space of a year and a half as opposed to three years as normal and i can tell you from my perspective that that definitely shows Mm. um it uh, it firstly it's like way shorter than usual um yeah but also it just lacks a lot of the cool, like action roller coaster moments, like Michael Bay movie moments that these Call of Duty campaigns have been 
I think come to known for over time and what makes them so much fun in my view. Um, instead, a lot of the missions have been replaced with what they call, are they called open combat I, missions? I think it's I think? open combat, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, so it's like think of uh, Warzone or DMZ, um, like very small sectioned off part of the map and it's like you can freely move in that map mm. um, any way you please and there's multiple objectives to to complete um, and you you do things like pick up kill streaks and pick up weapons in crates and it's very strange to mm. pick up an airstrike and just launch that in the middle of a mission you know given the context of like the cutscenes before and after um, I think this is especially true in the the very first open open <laughs> combat mission you do as Pharaoh, yeah, where like a friend of hers has just died, and like thirty seconds later, you're like just fucking picking up weapons everywhere and and picking up drones and like killing people. And it's mm. just like it, it it there's like a complete disconnect from the story and what yeah. you're actually doing in the in the mission. Um, also, those missions just feel kind of boring. Because you're kind of free to do your own thing, they lack a sense of focus, and they a lot of the times it feels like you're just fighting bots in a multiplayer match, which yeah. feels kind of lame. Um, so yeah, I, I, what's your perspective no, on those? It's, it's, it's this exact, new take. It's exactly that. I think uh, you hit the nail on the head there, where there's a complete disconnect, where a typical Call of Duty is this very you know, for better or worse, you can love it or hate it. It is a scripted A to B to C to D narrative of you walking down a linear corridor or an open area, but you're still funneling towards an objective. And yeah. it makes sense there because, you know, then it's tailored. They know you're going to walk down this part of the map and then three enemies are going to spawn and shoot at you and then you're going to go around the corner. And it feels, you know, it's, it's the, mm. for lack of a better description it's tailored it's curated whatever mm. and there are these big Michael Bay moments of I don't know these big set pieces and while I understand the the thinking behind an open combat map of let's give the players tools to do whatever they want it does come across as very tacky um, and I think even more so because it feels like it's straight from Warzone and yeah. <clears throat> Don't get me wrong, like it's I get it. You know, they they're the same game, they bolt off the same foundation. It's just to the point where it feels you like you said, I know in a campaign you're playing against bots, but here it feels that you are actually just playing a DMZ map against bots. But instead of playing in a squad, you're playing solo. So it's just yeah. very weird. It 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 comes across as very like to to your point of there was a short development cycle. It feels rushed. You can see it feels yeah. rushed. It's it's a thing of because the thing is these open combat missions aren't the only part of the campaign. There are certain scripted missions, but they're so few and far between that you do wonder if they had some maps and some things done and they went okay, but we can't ship a two-hour story. We can't ship a three-hour story. Mm. We need mm. to pad these out with open combat maps. How do we do that? Oh, we've got this foundation from Warzone. Maybe we can marketed as a single player thing and while I, while I get the thinking behind it in in um, execution it's just it's horrible it, it really feels yeah. as a last second tacked on thing and it feels very much that Activision are you have doing a money grab sorry like that is what it feels like I mean at no point did you have to 
make this a full-blown sequel. You could have made this a yeah. DLC. And I can tell you now, even if it was this as a DLC, people wouldn't have rolled their eyes hard. If, if I paid half price for this or $10, whatever, I would have gone, mm. okay, cool. It's, it's a piece of story content. But now to have this whole full package with this, not like laughable is a bit harsh, but with this laughably short campaign, it's, it's just very strange. It makes me wonder like, like what is happening to Call of Duty? I think for years now, it feels that the franchise struggles. And I mean, even saying that feels like, I know I'm wrong. Modern Warfare 2 was really good. I enjoyed that. But it feels that there mm-hmm. are just way more missteps than successes. Um, yeah. Uh, and this one is just like a huge stumble. I'm like, they're, so for like, take Modern Warfare 2 out the picture. Like the last one was Vanguard mm-hmm. and even that was like, okay. That, that, that was already <laughs> like, you could start seeing yeah. like problems. Like yeah. the, 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 the high bar of quality especially when it comes to the campaigns. Because, like, let's be real, like, not everyone plays the campaigns. Like, mm. I get that. Like, probably the majority of people don't play the campaigns. Get that. But the campaigns are still there for someone. They're for, there for people like me and you. <clears throat> um, and they, they still, they had a high bar. Like, I would say that the, was it 2019 was when Modern Warfare first came rebooted, back. Yeah. That game was that, that single player is fantastic. Like yeah. it is so fun, so so good. And then Cold War, uh, Black Ops Cold War. After that, I didn't find like as good, but I still think it was really fun and mm. really. And it's like from Vanguard onwards that you start seeing this like decline. Like Vanguard, oh. Modern Warfare Two, I didn't like at all. Mm. Um, and this one is just this one's on another level of like like bad. Mm. I, I do think. I do think the scripted missions that are in here are pretty fun mm. um the i think the game starts off with probably its best mission in that um prison break in the mm. gulag i think that is that is a you know beat for beat call of duty mission like yeah. infiltration silent go loud crazy explosion heavy escape and mm. it's like paced perfectly it's really really fun and yeah, then after that it's just that, that's that's exactly it's a the typical Call of Duty starts out with that and then maintains it for pretty much the whole duration. In some ways, yeah. you know, the missions vary, whatever. Yeah, you start off with that and then immediately the second mission is an open combat mission. And yeah, I mean, you, there's a stealth mission. There's the only stealth mission in the game, which I think you've done, where you play as um, Laswell, where you have to go <laughs> do something. How short was that mission? Yeah, and, and that mission was nonsense. Like, it's like that could have been a cutscene. It could have been a cutscene. It's like, okay, you're going to infiltrate this base. Okay, you walk in, you sneak in, you kill one officer, get a key card, you have a cutscene. Mission ends. I was like, that is barely a mission. Like, yeah, that that it was laughable how that was just included, and, and it served no purpose. All it all it did no was purpose, to show yeah. how one character got away from like something that you thought was inescapable. Like it literally could have been a cutscene. Yeah, yeah. So I, I really it's don't. Strange. I don't know. And the story also just barely makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think like Modern Warfare Two ends with this cliffhanger where surprise, like General Shepard's bad, and that Greaves guy, who's actually a pretty good like menacing bad guy, mm. uh, leader of show company, is like tries to kill Price's men, and then mm. like straight away in the third one, they're just working together again. And yeah. I'm just like, what, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, right. it's it's yeah. it's a thing of, well, okay, we've got our eye on you. It's like, help. 
Did like, you? You, did you like, kill me? Did you play Modern Warfare too? <laughs> yeah, you literally shot at me and nearly murdered me, and now you're saying, "Oh, we got yeah, we got to iron you." Yeah, mm-hmm. like please, come on. It's just, but it's, even, it, it, it's really disappointing. Even even just as an overall package, like I've dabbled with the multiplayer, and again, mm. um, by no means the target market of the multiplayer. I love it. I just don't put mm. in as nearly as many hours as the average Call of Duty player does. Um, even there, like, does do the new maps warrant being behind a sixty dollar payroll? That, that like, seventy, seventy, so 70. yeah. Like I don't know. I, the, That's the I question. Can't, I can't yeah. tell you that the multiplayer is significantly different over Modern Warfare mm. Two. I mean, it's the same base game, the same foundation, and then even um, I've, I've dabbled with the zombie mode a bit. And while I think it's fun, it's still very much it's basically um, like DMZ but with zombies. And mm. I wonder, like. You could probably have included that as a mode in Warzone, and you would have found a player base, and yeah, you can you can tell that they were trying to get as much in here to justify exactly. the seventy dollars yeah, as but, possible. But, but it's exactly that, yeah, like, because like they knew from the outset that this was meant to just be a map pack. Essentially, this was an expansion, thirty dollars, you get all these new maps, and I think people would have been okay with that because the people, people who play multiplayer played, played were going to buy that anyway. They get a bunch of maps. You know, cool. But now they've stuffed in this like extremely subpar campaign. The zombies mode that they made a big deal about it being the first time outside of a black ops or whatever. Mm. Um, and it's like bad. Um, but those two things just being there now push the price up to $70. And the one thing that people, you know, anecdotally seem to actually be happy with the multiplayer is the thing that now you have to pay $70 to get. Yeah. You know, and it's just kind of shit. Like, I think that's shit. I think, I think every other year you can make the argument that, oh, people have been paying $70 for the multiplayer every year. But, you know, that's their choice because the campaign there is still quality. It's still but also good. The, the multiplayer, I think this is the first time where it's not, you know. But the multiplayer cross games have differed. I get it. That's you, also true, yeah. You know, it's, it's going from a World War II to a Black Ops to a Modern Warfare. The multiplayer is all different. There'll be different weapons. Yeah. Yeah, big big uh, gameplay changes. Yeah, yeah, I'm just like, but it's it's the same multiplayer. I know there are yeah new maps and stuff, and there probably are new weapons, but it's the same base multiplayer, and you putting it be- behind a full price package like that. Just I, it's I think a, a saving and a and a like a saving grace and also a downfall is that they brought over all the stuff from Modern yes. Warfare Two. Like it's good that they did that because I think people would have a much bigger problem if they could issue yeah. yeah like if they couldn't like swallowing pull of 70 dollars but at the same time it then makes you like question why you spend 70 dollars on this at the same time so yeah yeah i don't know it's, it's, just, a, it's a weird thing i i really don't like that call of duty is in the space because as much as people give it shit i do enjoy playing them every year same and um like i i will say that i think call of duty is very underrated and hard looks and works like the fact mm. that it's it looks as good as it does. I mean, I'm talking, I know we're on modern platforms now, but the fact that these games have looked like this for years now and being 60 FPS, I'm like, I like the yeah. hyper-realistic. And it optimized. looks fantastic. Yeah, yeah I like, it does. So I take my hat off to them, but then you just, mm. it's just frustrating. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, there's, there's reports that, you know, next year's back to Black Ops, which means that, you know, Treyarch has had the traditional three years to work on a game. 
Um, so that's probably good. And I hope that, you know, it's too late for Microsoft to step in now. Oh, it will be too late because they're still <laughs> figuring out contractual stuff. They haven't even really begun dabbling with Activision stuff yet. So this, I think the next Call of Duty is still very much a product of Activision. Mm. Um, and I'm just curious to see where that goes. Yeah. yeah. Ja, it is a bummer because, yeah. Yeah, it's, it is a bummer. It's like probably the worst Call of Duty I've played in years. And I mean, I haven't, I've yeah, got a 100%. huge gap in my knowledge where I've missed a lot of Call of Duty. So I'm talking like, yeah. I've played Vanguard, Cold War, Modern Warfare 1. Modern Warfare 2 is like hands down the worst out of all of them. Even the, the, below this Vanguard, is, this is which on, is like, what? No, the, <laughs> this is on the same scale as like Black Ops 4, which coincidentally was the one that tried to ship without a campaign too. And it like derailed Call of Duty for a long time. Um, so yeah. It is wild, is all I'll say. <laughs> Um, um, in more positive news, I guess, Alan Wake 2, I want to hear about this because you briefly showed this to me while I was there because, you know, I'm trying to avoid spoilers, but also like this oh, game's been out for like a I've month. But I've got so many spoilers um, for you now. <laughs> holy crap, it has been out for a month. Jesus Christ. Is it a month? Um, yeah, because it was like 20, it was like a week after Spider-Man. Um, sure. Let me tell you. I've- so this game looks insane. I just, I mean, I watched you play it on PS5, so it doesn't have all of the fancy the muscles, ray tracing yeah. stuff. Yeah, but I mean, the lighting, oh my God. It like, is. Magicians. Actual magicians. Um, yeah. It, it is a visual masterpiece. And it, it's amazing because I, I do wonder, how is Remedy getting this so right? I mean, their last game was Control. And Control, I think today, is still a showpiece for what RTX can do. Absolutely, I, I yeah. have to see what this game looks like on PC because, good God, yeah, it too. really <laughs> so good on, on PS5. Um, and it's really good. It's shocker. Like, it's, I, I'm about, um, I'd say I'm about seven hours in. And I say seven hours, but with the the disclaimer that I've really taken my time. I'm exploring mm-hmm. every single corner of whatever area I'm in. Um, it is just so good. The Remedy are just masters at, um, at just telling stories, I guess. And, you know, more mm. over and above that, I just think the, the atmosphere here, the survival horror, it is way more survival horror than even I thought it would be. Because like I played Alan Wake one years after the fact, and I thought, yeah, it, it's tense, but it it didn't strike me. It's as more like, an action game. It yeah. feels like it starts off like, oh, you know, there's all these these shadows, and you figure out, and you get over it. You're like, yeah, okay, cool. Like I know I've got to point my flashlight at them. It's it's more action <laughs> than than horror. This game though, yeah. I mean, the the only and I, I've I've heard people say like, oh, it's not that scary, like. I'm not when I say scary. I'm not talking, you know, the the conventional like, oh no, there's blood and gore, and then you know, there's just surprise mm. monsters that jump out of nowhere. It's just how they play with your expectations of you'll just be walking, and then something will flash, and it'll just like give you a fright. It's like it's completely mm. unexpected. Like the the biggest compliment I can give it is that Lenska says she's never seen me jump more in a game. And it's more like it's me just getting like unexpected jolts of surprise of like, oh shit. Yes. Even even some of the way even the way some of the enemies move, like I'm still early in the game. I think it's what, like sixteen to twenty hours, so I'm not even halfway. And the yeah. the shadow figures I thought, it's this thing of like I explained to you 
maybe audio viewers won't, uh, audio listeners won't see it. But if you're looking on camera now, like there's a shadow figure there, right? And it walks yeah, towards yeah. you, but you're not sure if it's just a shadow or if it's going to be an actual enemy. Okay. And there are times. Oh, so they don't always manifest. No, they don't enemies. always manifest. And there are times in the game when there are like seven of them, for example. And they're all Jesus. walking, like there is actual footage here you'll see shortly where there's a whole group of them walking towards me. And it's just, you don't know who's going to actually attack. And then when it happens, that shadow figure like literally almost teleports towards you and it surprises you like oh my god like i didn't expect it so on mm, that level mm. it is way more um you know scary than i thought it would be way more surprising mm-hmm. um and also for lack of a better comparison <clears throat> i didn't expect it to remind me so much of resident evil <clears throat> like i think remedy have definitely taken inspiration from the Resident Evil remakes from, you know, two onward and including this year's Resident Evil 4, it just feels that in terms of ammo management and HUD and stuff, it feels like there's a lot of inspiration taken from those games, which is a yeah, good I've, thing. I've like, heard the, uh, like, inventory management and stuff like that, that is very Resident that Evil quick, 4 inspired. That quick select bar is, like, identical. to think if you get your weapon, you wow. can say, I want it, like which part of the directional pad I want it up, down, left, right. Yeah. And you can do it with everything, with healing items, uh, utility items. Um, and like, I think you have, you're going to take inspiration from another survival horror franchise, like Resident Evil is take probably- Take it from the best. Take yeah. it from the best. Yeah. Um, and Alan Wake 1 wasn't that. Like, I don't remember it being that. Mm. So- mm-hmm. It definitely I think wasn't, yeah. They've, they've elevated it here, the, the survival horror very well here. And then in terms of the actual story, it's- I like, I know Remedy say, I've seen, you know, you don't have to have played Alan Wake 1 to understand what's happening, uh, nor Control, but I'm like, if you've played both, shit, it'll do you such a service, because there'll be things happening, yeah. and you, you can go like, oh, yes, like, that's from that game. Like, I think especially like Alan Wake 1. Uh, Alan Wake 1 is like why. mandatory. I think you can miss yeah. Control and get away with it, but having played Control, I'm like, oh, like, these worlds... They exist in the same universe. It's very cool to mm. see the references and then, you know, the little nods to each other. And mm. like, again, I haven't finished the game. I don't know to what extent they blow it out of like, I don't know, do I see Jesse Faden, for example? I, I don't know. Do, I, do they talk about the Bureau of Control explicitly? I don't know. But I've seen little nods and winks. I'm like, oh, shit, like that's cool. And then if you've yeah. never played Alan Wake 1, I'm like, I don't know how the story will make sense to you. Like, I guess... You know, the basis is, okay, Alan Wake's gone missing. And as a newcomer, you're like, who the hell is Alan Wake? And you'll learn as you play. Yeah. But you and I have played, no, like, oh, no, he's stuck in the dark place. It's like this yeah. segment you're and seeing like, now. And like, you have context as to yeah. why he's there. Yeah, yeah, this segment you're seeing now, like, oh, he's in the dark place. Like, cool, I understand why he's here. Um, yes. But yeah, it's... And what he's been doing trying to escape, you know. Yeah, but I, I, I can... All I can say is that after seven hours, I've got nothing but praise for this game. Like I'm completely hooked, and the only reason I haven't finished it is because I've been hosting you, <laughs> and I've been <laughs> I've been busy this week with other I'm so stuff. So sorry, <laughs> um, but I, I'm very, very, very excited to keep playing it. Um, yeah, so it's just, isn't it nuts that this is like Remedy's first survival horror, and they've nailed it. They've nailed this it so well. well. And again, like, I, do they keep it for the full duration? I don't know. I don't know what other enemies await for me, but like, so this is a good example. Sorry, audio listeners, you, you're getting cheated here. Look how there are tons of shadow figures. 
I just saw you do something that you showed me when I was there. It's like he's got a device. Oh my god! You see, like how just he's comes at de- you. <laughs> he's got a device that can like. So this is Alan. Uh, he he can like suck in light, but mm. then that in turn like adds light somewhere else or something. Like you you, you, you basically you took a light and, and then the the else, sirens yeah. on the car came yeah. on. So it's it's really good. I mean, they know what they're doing. Even so, for those of you who don't know, it's Alan Wake too. But you you have another um, protagonist in the form of Saga, who either basically mm. the story is balanced between you playing her story and Alan's story. And then I have reached a point now where you get to choose whose story you progressing. Okay, nice. Um, I, I completely forgot what point I was getting at. <laughs> oh, the, the getting the light thing. It's just a gameplay mechanic of like, you can take light and then put it somewhere else because it, ch- it changes the dark place in certain ways. Mm. Um, it, it's just, I, I can't even talk about how the story functions because even, even that it's like, in the dark place, Alan's trying to obviously get out, but the dark place manifests what he writes. So there are parts yes. in the game where he he discovers like a plot point or something, and you can activate that plot point in a scene, and it will change the scene and help you progress or give you context for something or give you a clue for where to uh, go. It is very clever. It's well, the, this is this is essentially what they were saying. And I, I know American Nightmare, which was like an expansion to Alan Wake was the idea was that was Alan or one of Alan's attempts to write himself out, out of, of the this, dark place. Yeah. So he's trying to like narrate himself out there. And that was one manifestation of, of that attempt, um, yeah. which didn't work. Uh, so it's cool now that you have more control over that. So technically Alan has written all of these things and you are just choosing what to enact in the world to bring that into like fruition type yeah. of thing. Um, That's pretty rad. So yeah, he's got that. And then on Saga's side, like for context on her, who she is, she's an FBI agent um, exploring, oh, exploring, investigating, you know, murders that have happened in surprise. With Sam Lake. <laughs> With good pal Sam Lake, Casey yeah, Jones. Sam Lake just joined for the journey. Um but even what they do with her, it's a thing of at any point, so when you're playing as Alan, at any point you can hit like, it doesn't pause the game first of all but you can enter like the writer's room and you've got a board Mm -hmm. with all the the plot points and how they're stitched together whatever on saga side she's got like an investigation board and even that it's so clever how they've done it of you investigating this this thing happening at in bright falls whatever and anytime you find Mm -hmm. a clue it's like literally given to you like here's the clue you need to put it on the board um Mm. and it just helps like for someone like me it just really helps me keep the story together like following Mm. you know what is happening over here oh this is a suspect this is how it happened because i'm physically now having to place the thing on the board and it's just it's it's just a very clever way do you have to connect the lines between clues and be like okay this relates to that and so for example though you'll have you have multiple cases in like a cabinet that you can pull out and put on the wall I know it sounds weird okay. when, I, when I explain it, but when you play the game, it makes complete sense. It's it's a I've heard people talking about like this being her mind palace. It's her like mind, yeah. It's her mind palace. That's where yeah. she like steps away from reality to investigate cases. Yeah, but okay. at any point, you have three questions like, you know, uh, where did this um thumb sucking this? But like, where did this cult start? What is their objective? Uh, what is their community like? For example, and I I could mm-hmm. go. 
I could find like a cabin tucked away in the wood and then it'll pop up as a clue. And then I have to put it on one of those questions like, what is their community like? I'll put it on there and it'll be like, then it'll draw the line for me. Go like, <clears throat> like they live in the woods, for example. And then mm-hmm. over time you start to see these walls fill out, like how these strings connect, just like in the movies, you know, how people yeah, solve yeah. crimes. The red they, string. The red string. And it just, they could have, completely automated that or not had it but the fact that i'm manually doing it and like solving the case i think just mm. sells this more as like a mystery that i'm solving it's it's just very cool um makes think, you feel like more of a detective i guess yeah i think i think that's one of remedy's strong points is they just very good at telling stories in unique ways and that to me is like a very smart way of incorporating like you're playing a like yeah it's a survival horror but there's a mystery here and you solving it um, and like yes. it puts you, it puts you in control of like, you know, even though they're spoon feeding it, you, you're still solving it. You're p- putting the pieces together. And I really yeah. like that. Um, it's, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. I've, I've just got nothing but praise for this game. And like, again, I've played seven hours. Will, will it lose its charm after 10 mm. hours? I, I don't know. Like I, I'm thoroughly enjoying it thus far. So yeah. Cool. Can nice see play. why it's high on game of the year recommended oh well, it's part of the game awards game of the year and, yeah, nominees, it's, it's, so. a, it's a front runner and i, I completely get it it's, it's a work of art honestly real nice. good sounds great sam lake makes me laugh what a guy <laughs> <laughs> seems like such a cool guy you didn't you met him at gamescom without uh, even knowing who he was no, no i knew who he was um but it, it is because you saw Quantum Break there, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. Yeah, I still have a Remedy yeah. shirt from Gamescom. Um, no, it is more. I was more amazed by how low key it was. Of like, because I think back this is before Control Remedy. I mean, they're not nobodies, but back then they were like even almost they weren't like at less the scale they are yeah. now. Yeah, it's like oh, it's the Max Payne people. They're working on yes. Especially back then when they were showing off Quantum Break, I was like, "Oh, these guys made Max Payne." They made Max yeah. Payne. So when I and saw, they made, yeah, when I saw Quantum Break, it wasn't like this main stage. It was literally like a quiet little side room at Gamescom, and you walk in and there's Sam Lake there. It's like, oh, you're like, oh, it's Max Payne. That's, yeah, that's the dude who played Max Payne. I was like, that's cool. Now I'm like, man, now, like, now I really know who Sam Lake is. Like he's, <laughs> he, they've done such good things. And like I have such respect for that studio. Um, he's, the sort, he's the sort of guy that like, you know, we've got these auteurs in, in gaming, these, these figures who like transcend the studios that they, they work at, which is sometimes good or bad. Um, you know, in the case of Hideo Kojima, I think it's very bad because everyone attributes like Metal Gear Solid as its entirety to him. Of course, and that could he's not be it. further. <laughs> it, it could not be further from the truth. For you know, there are multiple reports Death, out there Stranding, who say he was very hands off. Like, <laughs> like so, there's that, and then there's like Sam Lake, who is becoming this sort of figure. But at the same time, no one. I don't think everyone looks at Sam Lake and goes, "Oh, that's the guy who made Alan yeah, Wake." It's, it's like it's like no, Sam Lake wrote Alan Wake. Like people understand that he is yeah. a writer, you know, and a director, and that other people do everything else which but is it, cool. it is interesting because i do a hundred percent see him on the same level of kojima where like i just like i know kojima is full of bullshit don't get me wrong but i still love kojima for his bullshit 100 oh, percent. i love kojima but but i know but it's when you can't, you like, can't yeah. be like he's single-handedly made like these no. where sam like i think i see him more as like he's 
he's just he's the face of remedy but he's at no point yes. do i go like wow sam lake single-handedly pulled this off like it was because of him you know yeah every decision turned was out his the way yeah and i'm like no he's just he's just the face of that studio and mm. like i love that studio i think he's a great person to have as <laughs> the face of your studio i think i think that's also just the difference between you know i guess when kojima was at konami um he's still at a Japanese company and they like to keep things very quiet about like mm. internal, uh, the internal makeup of a team or whatever. It was very strange that he was kind of like front and center for a whole company. Yeah. Um, whereas in Europe, that's not the case. Like no. you see like the technical and gameplay directors of remedy, at least talking on Twitter all the time and Sam like retweeting them and then talking about mm. those aspects <clears throat> of the game in the same way that Naughty Dog does that, where it's like, you've got Neil Druckmann, yeah, but you see a lot of the directors of the other games and a lot of the uh, art directors talking on Twitter. So you know it's not just, although to a degree, I think a lot of people attribute The Last of Us to just Neil Druckmann, which is also like insane. But, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, what do you mean? He wrote um, it, animated it, programmed it, all of it. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Naughty Dog Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> can we call Sam like Yoked he just needs Naughty a beard Dog Jesus. And he can be yeah. a remedy Jesus. <laughs> oh my goodness! And long hair. My Long hair. I can't wait for you to play. There's so much I'm very excited to, to play to it. Like I, there, I know I'm going to enjoy it. There are also just moments that are... like. I think one takeaway I want everyone listening or watching from this episode to take is like you can see this game was like... And I, I know it sounds pretentious saying it's handcrafted. Every game's handcrafted. But this is like you can see the attention to detail mm. to like every beat. I mean... If, like for example walking into a diner and having a radio station play and there's like a whole segment that plays it's written with such like care and and often there are times when it's like actually humorous which is it's you can see they they're balancing this you know it's a survival horror game but like we're going to balance it with some light-hearted moments before we make you yes. shit your pants the, it's just, i think alan wake was was full of that as well like when you were walking around um bright falls and stuff like that you know you got you got that sense so mm. i'm glad that that's been retained yet and it's not just like overbearing horror 100 percent of the time no, you know i've laughed I mean? um, i've laughed very hard at this game which <laughs> surprised me even um, it's like wow that is i'm hilarious. super keen i you know i i've loved remedy for a long time i was one of the maybe the one of the few apologists <laughs> for quantum break i thought quantum break fucking ruled i gave that game a nine and you know, that is not how that game, that game shook out eventually. Um, <coughs> so I'm very happy Remedies where they're at now. And I yeah. I loved Control. Control was like one of my favorite mm. games of that year. So I'm very keen to get stuck into this. Yeah. Alan cool. Wake 2. Alan Awake Me Up. Alan Wake Me when Up. When this podcast ends. Wow. Uh, shall we <laughs> so tell me about your... I know, I know people listen to us purely for Zelda, you know, because we don't talk about it enough. But you oh, actually absolutely. played... A fair bit of Zelda, you know, on your Switch during yeah. your travels because the Switch is just great for that. The Switch is good, man. The Switch, you know, I did the whole um, I'm going to play Switch in its uh, preferred mode. Tent mode I played on the plane. Then I played in portable mode. Uh, those are the only two modes I played. Sorry, I don't know what What is tent mode? Well, I don't know. When you put the fucking kickstand oh. out and I'm just playing, yeah. Uh, is I'm that like, not did, tent mode? Like, I don't know. Did you pull the blanket over your head? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on the plane, I just like... Like, just, is this some new someone life Someone taps hack me I'm on just... the head like, do you want food? And I'm like, no, go away. <laughs> this is a life um, hack I've just missed. I don't know. 
I let me tell you, I felt very self-conscious as a 31-year-old playing a Nintendo Switch. I have no scum. Like, Fuck is no this scum. guy doing? I, I play that shit on the bus. I play it on the train. No scum. I'm there having. I, my, to be my to be fair, life. I did spot a, an elderly lady. I'm not going to guess what age she was, but I wouldn't say she was younger than 50. In Heathrow Airport, playing a yellow Nintendo Switch Lite, and nice. I was like, "That's cool." That's very cool. Uh, can I tell you, I'm that person where I'm walking past, I'm like, what are they playing? <laughs> I just wanna, yeah, what, I, I what, really wanted to see, like, is it, like, is it Animal Crossing? Like, what, what's what's I, going on I there? I will say, um, so we will talk about Zelda shortly, but Nintendo's marketing is a lie because marketing will have you believe that everyone in public is out here playing Switches. And I can tell you, after, after being in London for nearly five months, well, nearly six months commuting, Public transport. I've I've probably seen like three switches in that whole time. I, you know, <laughs> I I just think it's it's not the space. Like the when we were on the underground, I was thinking about it, and I was like, this is not where I would want to play switch because every minute and a half, the doors are opening, people are getting on and off, people are shuffling, moving around me. Unless I've got a seat away from everyone, you know, I'm not really in the space to enjoy. Yeah, underground, a maybe game. not, but bus and trains, perfect. You can do your thing. A, bu- a bus, I think, uh, yeah, the bus we took, the only problem with me is that I get, you get like, motion sick. super motion uh, sick on, on cars. Yeah. I did think That's like, a real bummer. The Switch, as portable as it is, it's no Game Boy. Like, when I no, play the bus, not small enough, like, yeah. I've got to take, take it out of my bag, put my bag down, like, flip it open. But that's blah, why blah, you blah. see people playing on their phone all the time. Like, yeah, I saw some saying. dude. Like, I, I, I'm not sad, but, like, I would have loved to have seen lived here during the game boy era to see like well how many people oh, did yeah. actually because oh, yeah. that is you can slide it in your pocket take it out or, in like or two the, seconds not even then just the psp PS, era or psp yeah yeah psp would have been you can slot that thing in your pocket no problem like so i actually <laughs> spotted one guy playing the new warcraft game on his phone on the subway and i stared at it for a long time i think he thought i was creepy <laughs> Um, I was just trying to figure out what was going on. <laughs> there were a lot of screens to tap away from and looked very much like a mobile game. I was, yeah. I was like, oh, it looks okay, well, anyway, the Switch um, is great. You played Zelda. The Switch is great. Yeah, I played it on the plane, played it on the train <clears throat> to Manchester because that was quite an extended trip. I played it in bed at, in Matthew's apartment. It was great. It was a good time. Mm. Um, so I was joking with Matthew when I assumed that I had only done one temple, the fire temple. Um, so I made it my mission to be like, okay, let me try and, you know, uh, try get to at least another temple. Let me go mm. do the bird people. R- Rito? 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 Rito village. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I made that my goal one evening I then spent two hours not achieving that goal. I just spent two <laughs> hours fucking around in the sky. Of course. Uh, figuring out some temples there because that was just fun. Um, but I eventually got to the Rito. I did, I got to the wind temple, which was really, you know, what was funny. I climbed that fucking whole structure beforehand. Cause I saw it and I was like, I wonder what's on the top here. And I got there nothing was there. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, then I went to the bird people. Yeah. Then I, then they just took me right back there. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Okay. So I yeah. did the whole climb again. I really enjoyed the little ships in the air that have sails that propel you up into the air. Mm. That was really fun. And then the wind temple was a ton of fun. Like, definitely easier than the fire temple in terms of figuring out how to get to to all my little objectives. Yeah. Mm. Um, Because the minecarts in the fire temple made things a bit challenging. Mm. Um, But the the eventual boss was just 
10 out of 10. Just what a good fight. How many, what a cool... how many frames dropped oh. during that sequence? Oh my God, <laughs> Jesus. The, the frame rate was not coping at all during that like, boss fight. It I was, was like, Nintendo, this bad. boss is awesome, but there's a lot of effects going on here. It's bad. <laughs> it's, it's like, so you're constantly flying, um, which is awesome. It just feels so good to like dive down, parachute back up and mm. like avoid this, use like your prowess in the air to avoid this uh, big like enemy that was really fun mm. um also figuring out how to like get to his weak points before he like lets you mm. if that makes sense yeah because he has an attack that exposes his weak point but there is mm. a way to get at them yeah elsewhere um that was really cool and just the you and you and mick mentioned that the music was really good it did it's not good. disappoint your that, that's banger. still i've done i still have the desert temple to do the what are they called? Gerudo. Gerudo. The Gerudo. Hold on. Who are the stone people? Uh, Goron. Oh, okay. Sorry. So the Gerudo. I still have their temple to do. But out of the three temples I've done, that theme is like the best. It's so good. Yeah. That's the first one I did. It's, I was like, man, this game slaps. <laughs> it's a proper good one. And there's some good moments with um, tu- Tulin. Tulin, yeah. The small bird. Yeah, Tulin. Also, my he's favorite really character cool. out of all of them thus far. Yeah, he's super cool. And... Uh, the ability, uh, I do somewhat miss the ability you get from the Rito in Breath of the Wild because mm. that propels you upwards. Up, yeah. This one propels you horizontally, which mm. is useful. It's especially useful when you figure out you can use it fucking mid-air. That's actually really cool. Mm. Um, that's when it comes in clutch. So yeah. I didn't realize I could also have companions on at the same time. Things are getting crowded. Big it's, same. It also feels like fucking easy mode because in, in, a, in combat, they just wreck oh uh, yeah they, I, i've i'm the the okay not not at all trying to discriminate people but the purest in me i put them off i'm like no <laughs> i want to fight alone <laughs> <laughs> i had the goron one active for so long because i was just like oh he's cool to have around but now with both of them i like there are times where i'm literally waiting for an enemy to attack me so i can parry and some fool just <laughs> snipes him from nowhere with an arrow. And I'm just like, okay, cool. I, I well, do wonder that's when, fun. when you have all four temples done, can you have all four? <laughs> you could up, you imagine, you could you imagine Ganon, the frame rate then? Oh my God. No, but you run up to Ganon and you're like, listen, I'm here. And you just step, sit back and you watch the champions like destroy them. That's them. probably <laughs> the point. That's probably the whole point in this game is like you can fight Ganon alone or you can fight them with the sages. And the sages just Love handle it. everything. It's just um, chilling like on a beach somewhere. Like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> no, what happened to my it's back at Lookout Landing, just, just <sighs> sipping sipping a good uh, water. Um, I'm still so far from the end of this game. Like, I just got the newspaper side quest because I just oh happened gosh. to find them. Um, but you know what? That's, that's and- not even your fault because you could have not gone to Rito until the last quarter of the game. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And now this is although, like such a fundamental although quest. Although I will so say this is on you, not for any reason that you've done anything wrong because they, they do, told me to they go do go tell to, you to go I to know. Rito first. And you know, know what I did? I thought, you know what? I don't want to go off the beaten path. I'll, I'll, I'll listen to you, Zelda. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go to Rito. They told, me, they told me to go there and I was on the way there, but then I got distracted. I and know. next thing I knew I was in Goron Village. And I was like, wow. This game fucks with people. And then I definitely just... shouldn't have been there because everything was killing me. Like it, the game was definitely trying to tell me to leave. It's the nature of this game. Like I, I 100% respect the fact that they let players figure out 
whatever they want to do. It it is what makes Breath of the Wild in this game so good. It's like there is no and, and it's the same and it, and same it makes thing. it work. Yeah, and it's the same thing. While Elden Ring was so good, it's like you mm. they don't spoon feed you. You can go wherever you want, but it does work against yeah. the player in certain cases. Like I don't know if I've told you this, but my brother's playing Breath of the Wild. And I've been chatting to him, like, are you enjoying it? He's like, yeah, it's really cool, but I, I really hate having to find weapons. And I'm like, yeah, the weapons break. But then I had a thought, and I asked him, I said, have you upgraded your inventory? He's like, no. Oh, no. So I was yeah, like, oh, no. Have you not found... Um, Hestu. Uh, Hestu. Have you not found Hestu? He's like, no. And I was like, it's not even your fault. It's, it's one dude no, on a path not. you could have completely missed. I think... Yeah. 90% of players find it because they, they do just naturally go that way, but not at all your fault, but Google how to find this person. It will change your life. <laughs> like, yeah. I think, I think you find him on the path to the, the, fish, the people, fish people, which yeah. is technically first place they tell you to go. It is, but like you, but, could, you yeah. could be on a, the top of a mountain and just avoid that one path. Like it, it happens. To, to be fair, they, they put Hester in a much better place. Oh, in, yeah. To the tears of the kingdom, but if you don't know who he is, you just walk around him and be like, "Wow, that's a weird looking dude," and just never speak to him. Never speak to him, and like you'll be fucked again because the Korok people don't tell you that that's what you should do. But we've we've so spoken about this weird. off air as well. The the armor upgrading system, Breath of the Wild, perfect. You find a fairy oh. person, they say to you, "We can upgrade your armor." Cool. Yeah, yeah, you you know, you're like, I wonder how you upgrade armor. Oh my god, there's a there's a fairy person over there. You go talk to him, like, I don't want to talk to you until you do some obtuse like thing. music quest. Like, yeah. I don't know how to do that. And that I find very no, it's, it's it's really annoying. That's the one place I think they've kind of gone backwards a bit. Yeah. And on top of it, like that quest starts all the way in this is another thing, it starts away in the region Hateno, which is literally the most diagonally <laughs> furthest part away from where Rito is. So it is the furthest part away from where they first tell you to go. And yeah. that's also where Robbie goes. Yeah. And he's like, come find me for an upgrade to your pet. So it's like, well, where do I go? Like, should I go there? But Because that's like really far away. Um, And then like travel all the way back or so. I don't know why they chose to divide those two that way, it's, but it's it weird feels if, strange. If you play no. like me, so... <laughs> We can talk about this game forever because it's so good. Of course. Um, <laughs> but like how I play, because I've, I've played Breath of the Wild and even then it is the same thing. Of I sort of did it in a, I ticked off that map diagonally. Oh, not diagonally, like clockwise. Like I worked my way around it or anti-clockwise, whichever way it was. I never went like, you know, northwest and then southeast and then south. Like I kind of did it side by side. And I'm doing the same thing here in Tears of the Kingdom where I started a Rito village and they were like, cool, if you want to get Robbie's upgraded pad, you've got to go southeast. I was like, oh, but that's it's like yeah. the opposite end of the map. So I only got to him like more than halfway through my playtime because I, I did the map clockwise. I went around. Whereas like good friend John Michael Michael also played Tears of the Kingdom. You know, you have you ever pulled open your map and seen how your character moves? You know, you can activate that to see where your, yes. your path is. Yes. Mine is like, Starts in the middle, and then you see me like, tick, 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 like slowly work my like way. Working your way. <laughs> John Michael Michael's like goes to Rito straight southeast, like boop, <laughs> like, <laughs> immediately, almost, almost in a direct. Like, because that's how he plays. He's like, oh, I need that thing. I'm just gonna go get it. So he like beelines it straight yes. down. Then from there, he's like, oh, I need to go straight up. 
And then like there's <laughs> obviously exp- exploration, but it's just funny how we've both tackled it completely differently. And like, yeah, that is what I the think game mine is. would be it's, very similar to John Michael where I went, well, not, 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 not beeline, but I would be like Goron and then fuck around like everywhere. Yeah. And then like rail, go towards Rito, but completely miss it and fuck around somewhere else. And then uh, figure out that I need to be uh, back I'm, at Rito. I'm, I'm meticulous. I'm Archer. Like my map is literally just like, I'm really trying to explore everywhere. It's like, and I'm still missing stuff because I mean, there's a lot to do. Oh, I'm missing so much in the sky in the bottom. Like I, 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 I kind of, that that's the sort of like anxiety you got to let go of oh, when yeah. playing this game. Cause I, I do get that. Like the beginning of breath of the wild and even the beginning of this, it was like, Oh my God, I have to see everything. I can't not, like as soon as you let that go and just go, I'm just gonna, just gonna do walk in that direction. Mm. And oh, this distracted me. Go there. Oh, this distracted me. Go there. Like forget about finding everything. You're not going mm. to. Like it's it's not possible. Um, yeah. You're not going to get every seed. You're not going to get every temple, um, every shrine, unless you actively try. Mm. Um, rather just play the game at your own pace and then figure that stuff out later. And that's that's yeah. also, I think, when you enjoy the game the most is you absolutely just, yeah, it, absolutely. it's made. That's when you come across dynamic things and you're just like, yeah, it's, oh my, it's designed how did to I be find this? explored like yeah. however the hell you want. I mean, okay, we'll we'll move on shortly, but it's it's the same thing of when I I don't know how they've done this. It's like I'll bump into somebody somewhere and i have a conversation with him like like, oh i'm going to whatever village and then hours later like 20 hours later i talk to the same person and they they acknowledge that i spoke to them before and i'm like yes damn <laughs> and then how did yeah. you pull this it, off it's magic man it's it's absolute magic it but like yeah. that, that could happen for me it might not happen for you like that's a very unique thing that i had of me and like five percent of players might have that interaction but but you'd be surprised a lot of like that that happens a lot to me it's it's that sort of effect of like you know when you were at an expo like e3 or rage and you ran into someone mm. that you hadn't seen in a while or you locked <clears throat> eyes with someone and you like they you imprinted their face in your brain and then three four times throughout that day you keep seeing their face because mm. now it's like you notice them a lot more like Zelda's got those moments encapsulated in terms of discovery and I don't know how they do it like how they go okay you deviated there you did the shrine in the pro- in proximity to that shrine there's x y and z which you'll probably see you exit the shrine in a certain point and if you turn left you'll see this thing if you turn right you'll see that thing and then you'll go there and then at that point you do another thing like it's yeah. so meticulously crafted that you will see something of interest everywhere um, I, I, but it's not it's not like a a drowned out open world where it's like icons and markers and whatever it feels so organic and yeah i, I, I would masterful. love to see um like the number crunching that happened like post breath of the wild and going into tears of the kingdom of i'm sure they they can see player stats of like, where where were where did people not explore the most or how did people do it or even just mm. for play testing how do they figure mm. out you know, like, okay, you, like you said, they put a shrine somewhere. How do they look at it and go, okay, we need to put like something north, something west, and then they do that across a whole map. <laughs> like, I don't know how they problem solve that, but they've done it. Yeah. I think this is also partly why the system of degradation on your weapons is so important to be that way, because as soon as you start attributing importance to one chest over another because this chest now 
has this sword mm. or one specific enemy on the map because you can attain this thing mm. from them. You, you rob the importance of every other discovery away because every other one is in service of finding that ultimate one. Whereas mm. now when everything is breaking and degrading, your really cool sword is only cool for 30 minutes yeah. and then it is no longer in existence. So its discovery is very important, but yeah. it is no less important than finding a sword that you absolutely need because you are running low on weapons at any other given time. So those two now yeah. hold the same importance despite one being more common than the other. Yeah. And I think, I think people overlook that when they think about like the degradation system. Like it, it, a lot of this game's exploration would not work if you were not forced to like hunter gather for everything yeah. you need. Yeah. It, it, it would make the world feel lifeless. So yeah. it's super important. Um, what a game. Tears of the Kingdom. Really good game. Yeah, we we've had converse, countless conversations about this damn game. Yeah, <laughs> mm. we'll continue to. It's I, you know, I I'm almost certain I will not finish it before we discuss. I know game you, of the year, but it's going right. to be up there. Yeah. Like it's going to be up there. It might even be at the top. Yeah, and that's it's also fun because my my game of the year list. Come at me. <laughs> damn rules! How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I make up the rules. Um, Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. The last staying thing, on Nintendo. Well, yeah. The reason I have not been playing Breath of the Wild is because I have been playing a wonderful game here called Get Out of uh, Here. <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, which I do not have footage of. Maybe I'll do some <gasps> editing post recording. Not not guaranteeing anything. Um, I have rolled credits. Just pretend to say if you're watching the video. <laughs> if you're watching the video. You know, you'll see our faces. You'll see, you'll see an Italian <laughs> you'll plumber. You'll see me take a sip of water. So yeah, I rolled credits on Super Mario Bros. Wonder. And I think this is a phenomenal 2D Mario. I think Mario, it's weird saying Mario games can be hit or miss. I don't mean like they flops or whatever, but I think it's very difficult to... You either like 3D Mario's or you prefer 2D Mario's or you prefer neither or you like both. It's difficult mm. for me to, <clears throat> if you were to say, how does this compare to Odyssey? I'm like, I don't quite know how to equate it because while they're both Mario, they're both, and platformers, they're both different games. But in terms mm. of 2D platforming, like I think Mario Wonder is right up there. It's, it's a phenomenal time. Like I think Nintendo are just wizards at bringing, like we all know what Nintendo's, core mantra is it's it's basically like bring joy to people like make people yeah. feel good make them smile and i think mario wonder is so good at that because the whole game while these 2d levels are bite-sized all of, they all have this like aha moment or just a mechanic that lasts literally for that level maybe two levels and then you never see it again and then in the next mm -hmm. level they bring something else so if you don't know, Mario Wonder has this thing called... So basically what you're collecting through the game is a thing called Wonder Seeds. Um, every time you play a level, you get a Wonder Seed for literally finishing the level. But in every level, there's another Wonder Seed to collect. And when you pick it up, it'll flip the level on its head or do something completely unconventional. Um, so that's what I'm talking LSD about. When, seed. Yeah, it's like you might pick up... You might be in a level with rolling boulders okay like that's that's the hazard of oh no you don't get hit by the rolling boulder enemies platform jump over them then you pick up the wonder seed now you as your character are a rolling boulder <laughs> it's just like these unexpected things and it's a thing of like you you've got to like 
role and platform, it changes up the dynamic just enough to feel fresh. And you'll literally do that for one level. And Mario lived long enough to see himself become the villain. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but but that's it. what I'm saying. It's it's <laughs> they, they've just injected so much creativity throughout the whole game because it is these little snippets and they're, they're all wildly mm. different from the last one. All like not wildly different, but they are just different enough to make you go like, man, that's cool. It was fun. Um, again, I'm just sticking with this as a dumb example. Like, it so, is f- so so this does maintain like variety throughout because that that was Com- my big question going in there's was like so much how variety. many of these are going to be repeated so many oh, there, wow. there's there's a level where you pick up a wonder seed and there's a stampede of i don't know what the enemy's called but they look like bulls like literally a line of them oh i know what you're talking about and yeah. you just ride them through the whole level and it's a 30 seconds a minute smile bringing moments of you just riding these things through the clouds avoiding hazards and then you finish level and that's it you like you trample over Mufasa. You trample over Mufasa. You cry a bit, but ultimately you get the reward at the end of the flagpole. Yeah, yeah the flag. Yeah, that's the important. Bit, <laughs> that's yeah. the important part. Um, but I think that's what brings this game. Well, that's what makes this game so special. It's just that it's it's such a weird thing because nothing overstays its welcome. You have little snippets mm. of like that was cool, and then you move on to something else that's cool, if not cooler, and it just maintains that for the whole game. It's it's got, mm. got the same, it's like all that said, it's got the same Mario tropes of, oh no, like Bowser's done something. Oh no, we've got to like, <laughs> we've got to sort oh no. naughty Bowser, like up to naughty, no good Naughty, naughty Bowser. And then you go through the beats of, okay, there are six overworlds and they're all themed. <laughs> like there's a magma world, there's a, like a cloud world. And those theme, those levels are themed according, like you'd expect from a Mario. There's a desert world. Yeah, yeah. Shocker. Never saw that one coming. Yeah. Uh, and they, they're all there, but just the wonder seeds are these little surprises on each level and they're just fun to play through. Um, I mean, even, even then, like the platforming is, it's Mario, it's, it's precise. It feels good to make your way through the levels. Um, the sound effects are great. The, the colors are just like the style of this Mario is really cool. I love, I, I think they should keep this 2d style for the next few games like i think visually it looks great um and they're just a, this game is just a joy to play through like i think that's the biggest takeaway of i think mario exists to just be a feel good like the the game can be challenging there are levels that are difficult there, there's a special world with um hidden difficult levels but they're completely optional and then even then the the existing campaign where there are challenging levels you get you can collect badges throughout the game, which give you abilities or modifiers to make things easier or difficult. Like, for example, there's a badge you can equip that it you can't not run, so you can't stand still. You're permanently running, but it helps you launch off platforms, meaning you can, like, jump further, for example. So mm-hmm. it's a fun way to modify levels. There's a badge that makes you invisible. It says... It, it says, makes you invisible. Enemies can't see you, but then it makes it very difficult for you to see you, which adds its own challenge to the game. <laughs> okay. So how but, do you platform when you can't see you? No, no. So you? When, when you jump, you, there's like little smoke clouds. So that that's... Oh. So you can add that on if you want to, or you can put a badge that's like, you just jump higher. You run faster. <laughs> you, you always start with like a mushroom. Like there are ways to make the game easier or difficult at your leisure like you can do that if you want or don't want to um so i don't know there's just 
care that's been put throughout the game on that front as well that you don't have to be a platforming whiz to I mean I don't think in Mario games in general you have to be a platforming whiz but you can tailor the game to be more challenging or easier if you want as well mm-hmm. which is quite cool and you can and I guess you can just like not use you, those you badges at all badges. you can you can literally keep a badge on that makes you a magnet for money which is just fun to have it doesn't alter the game in any way it just makes it fun to collect coins <laughs> or you can put on a badge it literally makes you a spring that you jump high but you you're a spring <laughs> it makes movement more. you can difficult. jump high but you're a spring no but it's it's just it's fun little twists on you know the game that you can add or not include at your own discretion yeah also yeah. which i never did this game is multiplayer you can have four people playing at any time which i imagine i heard it's got like an almost like a dark souls multiplayer um where yeah so i didn't get it's to like explore you can that, see people doing stuff so you yeah. can you can collect a thing called standees throughout the game which is like a little cardboard okay. cutout of your character and you can place them in levels so you could for example put a standee i guess like pointing up and then Okay. That'll, that'll pop up if you connect it online. That'll pop up in other people's worlds and they'll go, they can look at the stand and go like, oh, they're pointing up like maybe there's a, a hidden um, seed there or a one of those purple coins that I, I need to go collect. So it is like, th- that is when they say it's it's dark souls and, and the, that's what they mean in that regard. It's like you can leave clues or tips for other players or you can just put standees wherever, be a dick about it. It's like, Stand on the edge of the, <laughs> stand on the edge of a ledge and then like point down, <laughs> which is a very dark soul thing to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's look. That it's, sounds cool. It's, it's a great time. I, I rolled credits uh, at about twelve hours. Um, are you going to go for like a hundred percent or? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, there are certain um, seeds I've missed. There's there are big purple coins I've missed, and like I'll happily go hunt them down. And the um, flagpoles, don't forget those. And the flag, I've got most of them, I think, because I knew. I saw immediately. <laughs> you get something, you get like a little different notification when you hit the top of that flagpole. But it's such a shit one because it's literally the last action level. So if you miss that, you're like, fuck. But, but you just got to redo I that level that, again. But the levels are short enough that you, if you just speed run through it, it's like, it's less than a That's minute. also true. It's so quick. Yeah, you, you only need to blitz through it. You don't need to do any of the fun things no. to get to the flag. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. It's a good time. Good I think two, 2D Mario is in a good space. And I don't know, uh, I'll look you down to like, I don't know what they do for the next Mario game, but Mario's been around for decades and they do good shit with Mario. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think the next one's definitely a 3D Mario. 3D, 100% like, um, And I'm almost, I'll put money on Bowser's that launching Let's with... Go. <laughs> well mm. i'm telling you uh, they'll, they'll launch with the new switch mm-hmm. that will be like day and date because mm-hmm. now we've got a new zelda so i don't see a new zelda for a while a while yeah i see a i see a like a <clears throat> you know like a Link's awakening sort of remake remake yeah yeah i could see that happening um they should remake majora's mask the cowards no i'm joking <laughs> um <clears throat> yeah cool it's Mario wonder that is Mario Wonder. And I guess you're wondering where news is, it's not coming. <laughs> In case you're wondering where questions are, also not coming. <laughs> also not coming. Um, yeah, as Matty said at the top of the show, if you did miss it, uh, 
we're just going to be talking about games this week and we have now uh, because we're recording multiple episodes today to kind of pad out the next few weeks um, because it's December, we're traveling, the schedule's a bit weird. So um, yeah, this is probably the last regular, regular inverted commas show of the year. Uh, The next one will be our game of game of the year game award predictions, predictions and just chatting mm-hmm. about the game awards and some of the games there um and then the following week we will have our game of the year discussion and we, we would like you to email us send us questions uh or not send us questions send us your game of the year lists so we can read them out there and discuss your lists there um would be yeah. very interested to hear what all of you think are the greatest games of this great of 2023 <laughs> Of all, no, okay, let's not go that <laughs> far back. Um, Good God. This has been episode 242. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. 242. Nice. Checkpoint chat. Uh, we hope you have a delightful week playing lots of games. Hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, just crawling towards the end of the year, crawling nice. towards the break. Um, and we will see you next week just before the game awards. Cool. Have a good one. Bye. Goodbye.